Father God, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are what all of us, your creations have been created who and hardwired to desire and want in every aspect of our lives. We cannot thank you enough for your amazing and unconditional love for us. And I cannot thank you enough for this church and everyone in this room. Uh, we thank you for your never-ending forgiveness, uh, constant pursuit of each one of us. And um, I, I ask that you speak through me today and fan the little flame deep down in our hearts to want to serve you and serve others and um, serve all of your desires. And I humbly ask this in your son's name. Amen. Okay. A um, couple shout-outs. Uh, Thank you to Eric and Kathy and the wonderful worship team. Um, let's give them a hand. Um, and Jermaine as well, um, the one-man band back there running the AV stuff for me and everybody and getting all the worship team up to par and all that. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. A um, couple messages. Next week, uh, Sunday, we only have morning service. So we have the 9 o'clock service. Everyone meet here. We're going to break into our groups for Project One, and then we're going to go out and serve this beautiful valley um, that we live in. So that being said, I'm going to pass around this first clipboard. This has all of our, and flip through the pages, everyone's different. It has all of the different groups um, and things we're going to do to serve people. There's uh, firewood. We need people um, to load firewood into me and Jeremy and a few other guys' trucks and uh, trailers attached. Um, on Saturday to get them here ready to go to deliver to some families that um, need some heat this winter. Uh, trailer skirting for a family, all of that. Um, we need help at lunch um, afterwards. Um, so dig through here. Um, if you are incapable of doing heavy manual labor, any of that, we understand. Don't bother sh signing up on this sheet. Just show up anyway, um, and we'll give you guys some stuff. We have a ton of stuff that we need um, people to volunteer for. So if after this message, there's stuff tugging at your heart, um, or you want to serve people and uh, make this project one awesome, um, please uh, sign up on that. Um, secondly, uh, Tom, the elders, and I, um, we've been kind of trying to work on a, a something that we can maybe form this group of servant-hearted people here at Bethany and um, actually go out and take Project One to the next step. Instead of doing it once every six months, maybe do it every month, every week, daily. Um, as projects come up or people are in need, um, we can go out and become servant-hearted people and, and really start uh, serving these needs around us and meeting these needs around us. So we've kind of prayed a lot over the last six, eight months, and we came up with an idea of a, a group uh, that's kind of, it's going to take over the role of the deacons, and um, I brought up the deacon board, and I asked why we didn't have one, and they said, we tried it, you know, it's, it's pretty strict, it's structured, it, it didn't get a lot of good response, it's not really what Bethany wanted, um, so we, we brainstormed, we prayed a lot, and God kind of brought this idea to us of a group of uh, servant-hearted people, there's no time dedication to it. Uh, we just want people that want to serve God, serve others in our community that are in need. So we came up with a group called the Bethany First Responders, and um, they've asked me to head that up, um, and that's why we're talking about this message today. So I'm going to pass two clipboards around. If you are interested at all or just want more information on it or 
Um, like I said, there's no time commitment. It's just going to be like a project comes up. We need to collect firewood for this family. You know, after project one, we get a bunch of men and women. Uh, I want men, women, kids, college age. I want anybody that's willing and able to serve in whatever means you can to uh, sign up. And we would just, uh, I'll go down the list of names. I'll email you. I'll call you and say, hey, can you do it? Yeah, I can. All right, cool. Here's what we're going to meet and do. If you can't, just say, no, I can't. I got, you know, God's pulling me elsewhere. I'd be like, that's great. Um, so if that's something you would be interested in or you want to know more, um, please put your name, phone number, and an email on these, and I'm going to start one on each side. So, <clears throat> Thank you. All right. I think that's all the messages. If I forgot one, I'll get it at the end. So uh, today, um, as you saw in the email, we're going to be talking about developing a servant's heart uh, with Project One coming up. I really want to, this is a topic that God really has been pulling at my heartstrings about, and uh, I really just love serving people because it brings us so close to God. And uh, so I want to start with uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. Um, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his purpose and his grace. And there are four words in this, in this scripture that I love um, that God speaks over us in our lives every day um, of every week. And it's he has saved us, he has called us, he has purposed us, and he has graced us. And I love this verse because sandwiched between he has... God's salvation and God's grace is God calling us and God purposing us. And so what I want us to break down through this verse, because we're going to come back to it over and over again throughout this sermon, is um, the two things I really want to break down is God calling us and God purposing us. And so when we think about God calling us, it's, it's what... It's what we do for our God. It's what we do for this church. It's what we do for our community. It's serving others. It's serving him. Um, but mostly it's whatever you have in your hand. It's, it's whatever you're good at. Um, a talent, a skill, a carpenter, um, a doctor, a nurse, you know, whatever, a teacher. Um, so when we think about God calling us, it's, it's whatever's in your hand and what you're good at. And um, when we look at God's purpose, God's purpose for us is um, it's what we love. It's serving God and others. And it's this seed or flame that he's planted so deep down in our hearts that some of us, we, we don't know that it's there yet. Um, but it is. It's there. He's hardwired all of us with it. And today, um, my hope is that he'll help me fan that flame a little bit and kind of rearrange those wires so you can really start to get in touch with that. Um, so let's look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. And he is before all things, and in, thing, and in him things hold together. Or, oh, I always do that. I always think there's another verse. Um, oh, there is. Uh, in the King James Version, um, the end of that is, and in him all things exist. Um, so everything in our lives is about his purpose. We are saved for his purpose. We are called for his purpose. And uh, we are graced for his purpose, um, which is amazing, 
amazing. It's an awesome thing to think about that everything in our lives from um, our gifts and talents, our skills, our uh, life in him and our health, our families, those we love around us, uh, our finances, our resources, it's all about him. Um, and it's all about our God. So um, sometimes, uh, I don't know if this happens to any of you or if it happens frequently. Um, it doesn't happen frequently in my life, but it does happen to me. It just happened last week. You, I don't know if you guys have experienced this struggle or this frustration with uh, your Christian life and serving God and your natural life or professional life. And there's this tension or uh, disconnect between the two. And it's, it's because you maybe don't feel like you have enough time in the day to devote the time you feel you need to serve God and, you know, read your Bible and be loyal to him um, and work towards his purpose and raise a family, you know, take the kids to their soccer practice, go to dance class, go to work, you know, succeed at work and do all those things. So I know that <clears throat> sometimes this this can be a struggle for me from time to time and maybe some of you. But if we look back at Second um, Timothy 1, 9, um, it talks about God's purpose. And that purpose is that hardwired need to serve others. And if we continue to serve others and put God first and put those people first, you'll be amazed at... Um, how your Christian life and the gospel and putting your professional life and your, your natural lives will, and your gifts and talents and all that turmoil and disconnect will just disappear and fade away. And that's why we have such an awesome God is we can just put it all in him and he takes all that away from us. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's pretty awesome that I can just give him all of all of those struggles and pray with him and be with him more and more and all of that stuff will just melt away, disappear. So let's look at Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has put eternity into man's heart. Um, or I also like the amplified version a little better because it really defines that, gives it a little more meat behind it. He has also planted eternity, a divinely implanted sense of purpose in the human heart. Wow. I love it. Um, that purpose is to be a servant of God, a servant to God, to his purpose. And um, the thing that's so amazing about it is that purpose is what um, gives us that want or need or desire to get out of bed in the morning, to go to work and be the best you can be at work, to uh, come home, be the best father, husband, mother, wife that you can be. Um, sorry, he's moving today, so I've been a little emotional. Um, but the biggest thing is, he is, the, the great thing with that is he's bigger. It's bigger than all of us. It's something that's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than us in this room. Um, and it's bigger than our hopes, our dreams, our desires, our goals. And, um, just amazing that there's something out there bigger than you and I. And the best example I could come up with with that was uh, 
Moses. Um, God called Moses um, as he calls all of us and wanted to give Moses um, that purpose. So God calls Moses and uh, tells him, uh, I'm calling you because I need you to go free my people, save my people. <laughs> Moses looks at God and says, uh, why me, God? You know, as all, all of us would do if God were to show up here today and be like, Justin, I need you to go free all these people for me. And uh, I would look at him and be like, me? Little weird-looking bearded guy from Gunnison, Colorado? What am I going to do? And then Moses uh, looks at him again and says, what am I going to say? What am I going to say when these people say, well, you know, well, who sent you? So at that moment, he's saying, you know, who am I? Who are you? Um, and how am I going to do this? And um, so then Moses looks at, looks at uh, God again, and he says, I'm not eloquent. I'm of slow speech and slow tongue. And uh, I want to do a little research on that because I want to know more about that, that verse and, and what he meant by I'm of slow speech and slow tongue and I'm not eloquent. And so I went to the Hebrews and I cracked it open and was looking it over and you'd be amazed at what it said. It said it literally meant a goofy looking bearded guy from Gunnison, Colorado that can't talk very well. I was shocked. Um, but anyway, I digress there. I'm sorry. Um, so... Moses looks at God and he says, well, who am I? Who are you? I'm not eloquent. I can't talk well. How am I going to get these people, you know, how am I going to save these people and free them um, and get them to move? And God looks at him and he says, Moses, what's in your hand? And I have a feeling it was something a lot like this. Um, God's word, the gospel. And then God looks at him and he says, you know, what's deep down in your heart? You know, what's that? What are you feeling in your heart? And it was that deep sense of divine sense of purpose that God had planted in Moses' heart. And with those two things, I mean, you guys know the rest of the story. You know, Moses did amazing things with God just telling him that. And uh, so sometimes, you know, we, when, I, when we look at the calling, you know, I hear people say... I, you know, I don't know what my calling in life is, or I don't know what God put me on this earth for. Um, and it, it's a good question, but you just have to look down at your hand, and it could be a Bible. It could be a stethoscope if you're in the medical field. Uh, if you're in construction, it could be a hammer and nails, anything. God will use you to do anything to serve people, um, and that's why he's so amazing. You know, he's not... He's not schizophrenic. He's not going to give you a hammer and nails and make you really good at construction and say, go heal this person. He has an illness. You know, he's not going to do that. He's going give to you, give you what you need with what you have in your hand. And you already got the other thing. It's right there. It's deep down in there. So um, what I want us to think about is think about what God planted in your heart, that divine sense of purpose to serve him, serve others, Think about what's in your hand and really start to let all that disconnect between the two just kind of disappear. Let it fade away. Give it to him. Let him have that. Um, God wants us to use our gifts and talents every day, whether we're at the grocery store, whether we're at work, whether we're here at church, um, Bible study, fellowship, anything like that. He wants us to 
kind of stop where we are and look at our surroundings and the people around us. And at times, that's where he wants us to use what's in our heart and in our hand and, and serve people right then and there. Um, and I have a few examples. You know, when I've seen, we have so many beautiful, God-loving people in this church. I see people at uh, City Market, you know, that are from our church. And they'll, down to the little things, <clears throat> excuse me, of carrying a little lady's groceries out to her car for her and telling her to have a blessed day to doctors at our local hospital spending another extra five minutes to explain what's going on with a patient and, you know, what's wrong with them and what the next course of action is. And it's just those little things that God has hired, hardwired us to do that, that count, you know, and that, that, may, that may seem so small in the grand scheme of this sermon, but it's not. It's those little things that add up. And the more we continue to do those little things, the more we serve our God and we serve others. And that, that continues to grow and we get, he trusts us with more and more and more. Um, so yeah, let's, let's focus on what's in our heart. Let's focus on what's in our hand and let's just let that turmoil and that disconnect just melt away. Um, I have a couple of takeaways for you. So takeaway one, it's all about him and his purpose. Uh, develop a servant spirit because when the spirit is moving in your life, you'll have a volunteer spirit or a, a servant spirit. So continue to think about serving others and serving God and God's purpose. And uh, I have a couple scriptures to help us get that takeaway home. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power. So we will, it's, it's how he made us. We will give our time, we'll give our resources, we'll give our money, we'll give our expertise, we'll give our skills, um, we'll give our fellowship, we'll give everything. Um, and notice it says freely. You just have to really open up your heart and look at that purpose that he's planted deep inside us. And then my, the other one I love so much, God loves a cheerful giver. That generous joy that Tom always talks about, it's real. I've experienced it. I went from, you know, maybe some of you are going through that, that, that struggle where you're like, I really want to do more for the church. I want to do more for the community. I just, I don't know how, or I don't have the time or whatever. God will help you make the time. He'll, he'll, he'll give you the people and the resources around you to, to do that. And you will be amazed at how much God's love will pour into you when you do that. So, um, and then second takeaway, determine what God is calling you to do. What's in your hand? Um, use this to help determine how you want to help, how you want to serve others. Because um, it's not enough to just become a servant. You must be a determined servant and you must uh, be, ter- be determined to help. Um, if you want, and if you want to be, develop a servant's heart, you've got to be determined to help others and help God further his purpose. So, um, and I like this, um, this, this is kind of what I would like to see with the first responders in our church doing and moving with serving others and second Corinthians chapter eight, one to four. We want you to know, uh, brothers about the 
the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia for in a severe test of affliction. Their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. This is what I want Bethany. This is what I want all of us to do. This is what God wants all of us to do. That's why he's been putting this on everybody's hearts and my heart wanting me to talk about it and spread this message. And it's, I want to see, and God wants to see Bethany move forward and just serve until the end of time, no matter what happens, whether we hit poverty or some um, disaster happens or anything else that stands in our way. I just want us to keep moving forward and plow forward and uh, really uh, continue to serve this community and then just get our fingers out there and our hearts out there and just share as much of God's love as we can with as many people as we can. And lastly, but not least, start meeting the needs around you. Uh, The minute you start meeting the needs around you, you become a servant. And when you become a servant, you're serving God's purpose. And uh, when you start uh, using your hand to serve God and fulfill the purpose that he has put in your heart, you become a servant. So the example I came up with that to kind of help us rein that one in is when coaches are trying to win the game, you know, it doesn't matter what sport, they're not going to put the best-looking guy out there. They're not going to put the guy that look or gal that looks the best in his uniform out there. They're going to put the ones that are going to perform their best and most of all have the heart. That's the key. You can be the the best athlete and on a team, but if you don't have the heart, you're you're not going to win that spot. And uh, in uh, Matthew twenty-five twenty-three, his master said to him, "Well done, good and faithful servant." You have done, um, you have been faithful over a little. I will set you up over much. Enter into the joy of your master. So back when I was talking about it's the little things that matter, and eventually that will grow, it's right there. As soon as you become faithful over a little and God sees that you are succeeding at that and you're doing well at that, he's going to trust you with more and more and just share as much generous joy as he can with you. That's a that's a pretty awesome thing. Um, I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up, please. Uh, and then a little quick prayer. Um, and during this time of uh, invitation, if you guys want to come up and pray with us, I'm gonna ask Connor and Aaron to come up and sit on the steps with me. Um, you guys can come talk to me if this is something that's tugging at your heart. Um, or uh, you just want to pray about something else that's going in your life. We're, we're here for you. God's here for you. Um, and uh, let's, uh, let's worship him and invite him in. Quick prayer. Father God, I thank you so much for this message that you've called upon us to deliver to the Bethany body today. I please ask if there's anyone that has even the slightest tug at their heart, that their heart starts serving Start serving you, and please, please let them come up and just let it all out to you. And uh, please, God, let them reassure them and let them know that the the risk is small and the rewards are great. And that uh, 
The rewards are great, even more so when they're serving you. And uh, please help them and us all to know that serving you brings our, all of our natural lives and our spiritual lives together. And that uh, serving you and our, our community and everything is, is our purpose. And we love you for that. And we ask all this in, in his son's name. Amen.